Okay, fam. So, <laughs> this is part two. Hello, hello, hello. We right back at it. Okay. And I want to um, read some scriptures to you about perseverance. Oh, I thought something was wrong with my uh, laptop screen, but it was just the corner. Google trying to be cute or something. So I, I thought, it, I thought like my laptop was crashed on the side. That's why I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, what's that?" <laughs> okay, sorry. But uh, let's go to Psalms. Okay, hold on. Okay, let's go to Psalms. 27 let's start there verse 14 and it says wait patiently for the lord be brave and courageous yes wait patiently for the lord oh it's persevering just just wait and you're trying to press the mark. When when you're trying to press the mark, you got to persevere through that. You get what I'm saying? Let's go to Psalms 86. These are just some scriptures for you to stand on. These are more. Listen and take it back to the Lord and let him just minister more to you. Let's go to verse 11. So Psalms 86 verse 11. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Teach, ask the Lord to teach you his ways. That you may live according to the truth. He will. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. The Holy Spirit lives in you and he bear witness with you with the truth. He will lead you into all truth. Let's go to Psalms 119. Verse 11. I encourage you go read the whole Psalms 119. This blesses me every time I read it. It blesses me. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Ask the Lord to to help you hide his words in your heart so that you may not sin against him. God is faithful. He is faithful, yo. He is faithful. He hears He hears things that you didn't even remember that you said. He is faithful. He is faithful. Let's go to John 8, verse 32. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hold on, let me read a little bit higher. Let's go to 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him. Jesus said to the people who believed in him. Jesus said to the people that believed in him. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When you believe in Jesus, when you believe that he died for our sins. When when you believe that he is the living word, when you believe that he healed the blind and cured the sick... And that he um, made the, the, the lame walk and he healed people of leprosy and, and he raised the dead. When you believe those things and you stay faithful to who he is, when you when your faith is firm, he says, when your faith is firm and you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You can stand firm when your faith is firm. That's what it's saying. You get what I'm saying? I know what it says, but that I'm just bringing it back to when unless your faith is firm, you cannot stand firm. You got to believe in him. I believe in you, Jesus. You and you alone. I believe that you are God. I believe even when this situation seems like there's no way, I believe that you are God, Lord. I believe it. 
I still believe, Lord, you are the alpha in this situation. I believe that you are the omega still, Lord. I believe that you still got a plan. I believe that it's still a ram in the thicket. I believe that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe it. I believe that you are the same God who said, let there be light and there was light. I still believe it. I believe it, Lord. I believe that everything has to bend at the name of Jesus. I believe you. My faith is firm in you. And he's a promise keeper. Because once your faith is firm, he can make you stand firm. Hallelujah. You ever be um like, how oh, what was the, what's, oh, I'm trying to think. Like, you know how um back in the day, you used to um play that game where like you would fall back and somebody would catch you. Your faith got to be firm to let yourself fall back. Remember that? Or even like when a little kid, like if you're spinning them in the air or if you're trying to hold them up, like, um, what's that called? Like when you like hold a little kid up by their feet so they can touch the ceiling, but you're just holding them by their legs. So like they're, the top of their body's not really supported. It's just their legs that support it. Like your faith got to be firm in that I'm going to hold you. You got to believe that I'm going to catch you. Because if you're not, then you're going to be wobbly. You're going to be trying to grab on and stuff. You're not standing firm. But you got to believe when you fall back that that person is standing behind you and they're going to catch you. You firm. You know they got their feet planted and they got you in the same way with God. Yeah, he see you. It look like you getting knocked down. But do you believe that you are in his hand and he's not going to drop you? Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he will he will still pick you back up? Even when you fall in his hand, he'll still pick you back up and plant you back on your feet. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? You gotta have your faith firm. You gotta stand firm. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free once your faith is firm. I'm speaking to somebody. Once your faith is firm, you can't be shaken. Because he said, I'm going to make you stand firm. I'm going to give you a definition of firm. It says, having a solid, almost unyielding surface or structure, strongly felt and unlikely to change, make something physically solid or or resilient. You just can't move. You can't move when your faith is firm. You can't move. I'm standing firm. And I need somebody to get that. You're standing firm. Stand firm. In order to do that, your faith got to be firm. Got to just know. I know who my God is. I know who he is and even when I don't completely know he'll tell me he'll tell me he'll tell me who glory be to God um let me see what else do um let's go to first Corinthians 16. Verse 13. Be on guard. Stand firm in faith in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do that. Just do it. It takes courage to have faith. It does. Because it's the natural. You can't see the spiritual. You know what I'm saying? With your natural eye, you can't see the spiritual. You got to trust God. You got to trust that he got you. You got to trust that he has buried you in the rock. He has buried you in himself. And he's holding you. Like what happened with Moses. Moses was being held by the rock. God shielded him. And all his goodness passed by. 
he he had Moses. And that's the same thing with you. You are in the rock. You are in the rock. Let me tell you something. Hold on. Let's go to John 14. And let's go down to verse 11. No, let's go down to verse 9. Jesus replied, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that so that the son can bring glory to the father yes ask me for anything in my name and I will do it so we know that Jesus is in the father right right we know Jesus is in the father and the father is in him we get that right now let's go to um Let's go down to verse 20. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. You are in the rock. He says that when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Hallelujah, the Lord, he's speaking. And he said for somebody, he is getting ready to raise himself back to life in your life. You are getting ready to see the resurrection power of God in your life. You are going to see that this whole time that you have been in him and he has been in you and you have been in the father. The whole time you will see that you have been hidden in the rock. Keep persevering, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I just hear him saying, I am raising myself in your life. You will see him come to life again in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, take your grave clothes off. He says, your mourning is over. Your suffering is over. Hallelujah. Because in him is your life. In him is in your life. In him is your life. I'm sorry. It's your life. Hallelujah. Believe him. Believe in him. Okay. Believe in him. Because I sense that you have just been feeling like he has left you. He has forsaken you. He has turned his back on you. And he is about to show you his resurrection power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is about to show you his resurrection power. You are about to see that he is very much alive. You're about to see that he has risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And testify when it happened. Okay. Testify when it happened because it's happened suddenly. Hallelujah. It's happened suddenly. Hallelujah. What else you want me to talk about? (laughs) Because I know we ain't done. Um, Hold on, y'all. Let's go to Philippians Three. Verse 13. Mm, I just love the time. The priceless value of knowing Christ. Oh, I want to read this whole thing. It's a banger. It's a banger. We we read the whole thing. 
whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say they that you must be who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could, indeed, if others have reasons for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish laws. I was, okay, I hear the Lord speaking. Hallelujah. Right now, the Lord is saying he wants to set somebody free from that religious spirit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, he's telling me to speak it. Come out in the name of Jesus. Leave that person by the power of God in the name of Jesus. You have to flee in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 See, something about that, um, that religious spirit. It tries to um, suffocate the move of God. It tries to put God in a box. It tries to make you feel like you have to. um, You see how the Pharisees, I'm going to put it like this. Who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish laws. It it wants you to feel like you got to keep the law. You got to. Or. Or, or you, you're just God's mad at you, basically. Like, you're not doing the part. Like, not saying that we're not supposed to keep the law. I'm not saying that. But it's freedom in Christ. The Holy Spirit leads you into all truth. When you're trying to keep all the commands, all that you're saying that what Jesus did for you wasn't so. Like, you don't need him because you can do it. But we can't do it. We need Jesus. We need him. You get what I'm saying? So that's what that religious spirit to do. Like it'll have you putting God in a box, but and you're kind con- you're basically like turning your back to what happened on the cross. Because even the righteous man sins in a day. Like you get what I'm saying? We all fall short to the glory of God. But thank God for Jesus, because it's what Jesus did that we are able to renew our minds daily we are to be we can transform to the renewing of our minds daily by what happened on the cross hallelujah hallelujah go and ask the lord more about the religious spirit if you feel like that's um something that that you were battling go ask the lord about it i'm just here to say what my father said in the name of jesus I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinitive value of knowing Christ, Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through the faith in Christ. For God's ways of making us right with himself depends on faith. I'm going to read that again. For God's way of making things, making us right with himself depends on faith. It depends on faith. That's why your faith has to be firm. I want to know. Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Who glory be to God. Who hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And that's a way to look at your suffering. I want to experience that resurrection from the dead. So I will suffer as you have suffered, Lord, because I know that you are risen. And I know that you will raise me. I know that same power that rose you is living in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't mean to say... Oh, this is the pressing toward the goal. Oh, hallelujah, right here. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Hallelujah. And take that for yourself. You got to forget the past. You got to forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. When you running track, when you running all of that. You got to keep yourself. You ain't looking back to see if people, if if people getting close, you got to keep pressing towards the mark. You got to keep pressing the mark. Stop turning around and looking and seeing who's around you. If they getting close to you, what's happening back there? What's happening in the stands? And you got to press the mark. You got to press the mark. You are, you are pressing the mark to get to where Jesus is. Jesus is up ahead. Jesus is up ahead. Press the mark. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let all who are spiritually spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of the cross of Christ. Hallelujah. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And they think only about this life on earth. But we are citizens of heaven. Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, just say the Lord, say, let the transformation begin. Let the transformation begin, Lord. Somebody needs to say that. Let the transformation begin in the name of Jesus. I've heard about you, Lord. But now let me see you in my life. I've heard what they said about you. I heard what they said about you. But I want to know who you are. I've I've heard everything people said, but now let me hear, let me see and hear who you are myself. Hallelujah. Now we got to go to Matthew 16. Now we got to go to Matthew 16 because that done did it for me. It's, okay, let's go down to verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippia, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but what do you say I am? But what do you say he is? Yeah, you might hear your sister with inner beauty saying he's mighty. He is the the most high God. He's my Lord. He's my King. He's Abba. He's he's Jehovah Nisi. 
Hallelujah. You might hear me say these things. He is I am. But what do you say about him? I say these things because God has showed me who he is in my life. But who do you say he is? Ask yourself that. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Mm, Hallelujah. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you, are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will permit it in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, Peter, he he knew who Jesus was because it says right here, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Family, you cannot learn from no other human being who he is. You got to take it for yourself. You can hear all day that God is good. But until you experience the goodness of God, until he lets all his goodness come past you. What is it? What is the word? You got to know who he is for you. You, you you know what people say. You've heard what people say. But who is he to you? Hallelujah. You see, some people don't even know him. Some people don't even know him. But he, he wants to reveal himself to you. God wants to reveal himself to you. Hallelujah. He wants you to know that he is the Messiah. He wants you to know that he is your Savior. Hallelujah. Allow him to do it. Open your heart to him and allow him in. He will do it. He will do it. I'm telling you, he will do it. Hallelujah. I honor God and I give him glory. But I cannot. I cannot sit here and reveal. How can I put this? God has to show you who he is in your life. I got to point you back to the father because I'm not him. I'm his daughter. I know he lives within me. But I'm a mere human. (laughs) I'm mere human. You got to know who he is for you. Your sis is mere human. The other day I was sitting in my bed like, Lord, I'm really just dust and ashes. (laughs) I'm just really dust and ashes, Lord. Like, I I was reading something. One of the one of the things about seeds. I think I was reading something about seeds, or I was watching something about seeds, and I was just like, Lord, like I'm really dust and ashes, like <laughs> for, for real. I am from the dust of the earth. But look at God, though. I am the dust. You are the dust of the earth. But look how complex we are. Who God is the true and living. He is the true and living. Yes, because I believe it. I believe that God formed man from the dust of the earth. I believe that he took the rib out of Adam and made Eve. I believe it. So, yes, I'm from the dust of the earth. (laughs) And I'm so wonderfully complex. (laughs) I love him. I love him so much. 
So find out who he is, okay? Find out who he is. Hallelujah. Let's um go to John 17. And let's go down to verse 11. Verse 11. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you know we're going to go a little higher. Let's just start from... We're going to start from the top because I love this prayer. When I first moved into my place, right, I was being pruned and purified. I had no TV. I ain't had none of that. Like, I only had one TV and I had to let my kids have it. So, because, you know, they're kids. So, I had to, like, give them... And plus, it wasn't my TV anyway. It was a TV that my mom and a, my, my mom and my dad had got them for Christmas. So, it wasn't really my TV anyway. So, they would just sit there and they would watch TV. And I had... All I could do is read the Bible. Like, that's all I could do. I had a couch. <laughs> and I had my Bible. That was it. And it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Because at that time, I didn't realize what God was doing. But he was forming me. He he still, like... He, he, he just good. He was forming me, y'all. And I remember I used to just sit here. And I used to read 14, 15, and 16. John 14, 15, and 16, and 17. And I would just cry. Like, I would just be crying the whole time I read it. Because... What I know now, and I didn't know before, that God was reading it to me. Like, I, I didn't fully understand the voice of God yet. So, I didn't realize that God was reading to me. Like, these were his last few moments before he died for me. And now I see it. Now I know. But I used to weep so much. It just I used to read this constantly. Like, and it blessed me so much. And I just, I always tell that. Like, every time I read John, I just remember, like, those were the best moments. Like, sitting there and just reading the Bible. When I tell you all I could do is read the Bible, all I would do is read the Bible. <laughs> oh, God, so good, so good, so good. It says, um, after saying all these things, Jesus looked up to the to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ. That's your way to eternal life. It's so simple. I mean, hell won't try to stop you, but they defeated. Hell's defeated. But what I'm saying is, all your life you were taught ain't nothing free. But we reject the one thing that's free, and that's our salvation. That's Jesus. He's It's free. You don't got to do nothing. You just got to receive him in your heart. You don't got to pay nothing to have Jesus come into your heart. He just comes there and makes his home. Oh, glory be to God. The one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here, to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I that it came from you, that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you. And you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Mm. Hallelujah. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of the name, of your name, so they will be united just as we are. He says, now protect us by the power in his name. It's in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's 
in the name of Jesus holds so much power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's in the name of Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. That's where your power is. It's in the name of Jesus, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I hear that is power in that name of Jesus. Now show me it, Lord. I've heard that is power there. But now you show me, Father. Hallelujah. And allow him to do it. He'll do it. I'm telling you, allow him to do it. <laughs> he good. During my time here. I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so they not so not one was lost except the one headed for destruction as the scriptures foretold. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they were filled with my joy. I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. Just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I have gave myself as a holy sacrifice for them. So they can be made holy by your truth. Oh, glory be to God. Like he is praying for us right here. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am not only praying for those disciples, for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one as you are in me. Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be as we are one. So they, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me. And that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me. Because you loved me even before the world began. Oh, righteous Father. The world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them. And I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them. And I will be in them. Just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, keep revealing yourself to me in the name of Jesus. Lord, show me you. I want to see you. I want to know you. Hallelujah. You got a hunger and thirst after him. Didn't Jesus say he's the living water? He will quench your thirst. But in order for you to get your thirst quenched, you got to be thirsty. Hallelujah. He is our daily bread. He's my bread. He's my water. I will hunger and thirst no more. He's everything in this world that I was hungry for. He is everything I need. He is everything I want. And I pray that you take this for yourself. Hallelujah. I pray that you take this for yourself. Because he can do it for you. He really can do it for you. (laughs) Trust in him. Trust in his name. Trust in his name. Trust in the power in his name. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying that you just show them the power in your name, Lord. Show them the power in your name, Father. Show them, Lord. Show them miraculous signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. All who hear this, Lord, even my brothers and sisters who won't come into contact with this, Father, I still pray that you show them signs miracles and wonders lord 
I, I pray that you reveal yourself to them, Father. Hallelujah. So we can bring you much glory. So the world knows that we are yours. Hallelujah. The time is coming, y'all. Where the world will see God's true children. They will see him through us. It's getting ready to happen. They are getting ready to see Jesus in you. He's using you to display himself. Believe him. You got to have faith. Your faith has to be firm in him. Is one more thing I want to read to you. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 53. And when I was reading earlier, the Lord was just like, I want you to read this. That's what he was saying to me. I want you to read this. I want my children to know what I did. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. A punishment from his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. Crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him all of our. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shores, his mouth did not, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and to cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees that all is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servants will will, will make it possible for many to be right, be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier. Because he exposed himself to death. He was accounted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Oh, Jesus is so good, Joel. Oh, Jesus. It was, it was my burdens that he carried. It was my weaknesses that he carried. Do you hear me? And that's why I love him so much. Because it was my weakness that he carried. It wasn't his. It was mine. He was whipped to make me. He he was whipped to heal me. You get what I'm saying? He was crushed to make me whole. Like, oh, I just love him so much. Like, I, I just really do. And I need you to take this back. I need you to read this for yourself. And I need you to just let that go and penetrate your heart. I need you to penetrate, let that penetrate your heart. But he was 
pierced for our rebellions, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We all have left God's path. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He carried all of our sins, but it was us. It was us who did it. But Jesus carried every one of our sins on the cross. He carried everyone. And that's why I love him so much. Because because of that, I left God's path, but he still carried my sins for me. I'm having a moment, y'all. I be getting up if you bug and then I be crying. Gangsters cry. Who Jesus. Because, listen. <laughs> it, that just hit me like, I left God's path, but he carried my sins. Oh, I might have to end it right here, y'all. <laughs> Give your sis a second. I'ma come back because I gotta, I gotta get my tears together, alright? I'ma, hold on. Alright, I'm back, family. <laughs> when that breakthrough show up, that breakthrough show up. You could read a scripture so many times, but like, ooh, it be that time where it penetrates your heart and you just like, Jesus, hallelujah. And I pray that you get a breakthrough off of that because God is so good. God is so good, y'all. He is so good. I just want to leave you with this. Have tunnel vision. And I heard the Lord say it to me. I was getting myself together, and I just heard him say tunnel vision. I'm not even going to take the glory for that because it's by my Lord and Savior that I heard it. Have tunnel vision. Press the mark. Press the mark. Keep persevering. Just keep persevering, okay? Press the mark. Your endurance is building character. You're building character in this endurance, okay? I'm going to tell you what tunnel vision means. The tendency to focus exclusively on a single or limited goal or point of view. You keep pressing the mark. It don't matter with no demon, devil in hell has to say. You keep pressing the mark you keep you keep your eyes focused on jesus if you need to put scriptures up around your house if you need to write them on index cards write them on paper you do it you keep pressing the mark keep pressing the mark tunnel vision you gotta have tunnel vision Because where Jesus is, that's where freedom is. We read that earlier. And I'll give you the scripture again. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. For the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You got freedom on the inside of you. You got freedom on the inside of you. Now let God manifest that freedom through you so you can see it in the natural. Because God is spirit. Hallelujah. And the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is living in you. You you ask the Lord. Say, Lord, show me this freedom that's within me. Lord, show me this freedom that's within me. Hallelujah. Because I know where your spirit is, there's freedom, Lord. Keep pushing. Keep pressing the mark. God got you. He got you. Okay, he got you. God got you from the front and behind. And he got his angels to hold you up. So you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Believe it. I plead Psalm 91 over you in the name of Jesus. And I don't care what device of the enemy is trying to come up against you. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus by the power of God. I don't care what nobody has told you. I'm here to tell you, God says that his will will be done in your life. On earth as it is in heaven, God got the last say. And that's in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
If it's anything you need, hit your sis up. If you need prayer, you know, you need prayer because I got Jesus for you. We can come join our faiths together because God got you and I know he got you. I know God got you. I know he got you. Hallelujah. I know he does. We just read in Isaiah 53 everything he did and that's to show you I got you. The Lord will go to hell for you. He went to hell for you. He went to hell for you. He went to the deepest part of the earth for you. He, he He's good, y'all. He's so good. He's so good. Taste and see him for yourself. Have tunnel vision. Get endurance is built in character. And that's one last thing. Endurance means the ability to withstand hardship or adverse adversity, especially the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity. A marathon renders endurance. The act or an instance of enduring or suffering endurance of many hardships, permanences, duration, the endurance of the play's importance. It's your endurance. Keep fighting. You keep fighting. You keep pressing the mark. Jesus said we will face sorrow, many sorrows and trials, but take heart as he has overcome the world. And that same spirit, that same overcoming spirit that's in Jesus is in you. You are more than an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. He, everything he did for you was for a purpose. Nothing that happened is in vain. Hallelujah. The Lord is getting ready to make beauty out of your ashes. I'm I'm here to tell you and it's the truth. You are getting beauty for your ashes. Hallelujah. The Lord is in the business of restoring and he's getting ready to restore you in the name of Jesus. Trust in his name. Trust in his name. Trust about, trust the power that's in his name. Hallelujah. I love y'all so much, family. I pray you got breakthrough. Your sis got a breakthrough. Listen, I got tissues all over my desk because I'm sitting here snotting and tearing up. But listen, because my God is good. My God is good. And I told you, your tears, because it's people that's been crying and this came into my spirit just now. And your tears have been watering all the seeds. God's word is seeds. Hallelujah. And it plants and it takes root into us. Hallelujah. And the Lord is saying for all the tears that you have cried. You have been watering your seeds of abundance. Your seeds have been watered and you are getting ready to receive abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just pray that this word has blessed you. I love y'all so much. Let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.